Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, Mom and Dot 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 writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate, and today officially have a daughter with a Texas driver's license. I mean, if you are regular listeners, you know this has been a year and a half in the making. Like at least, yeah, at least (laughs) this is so big. And I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, 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 writer, foster child advocate. And this week I'm just, I'm just sweaty and tired of it. Oh, don't move to Texas, y'all. Seriously. Oh, it's just, uh, it. I know we do. But today we are so excited to be chatting with Jody Silverman. Jody is a coach and mentor supporting women living the empty nest and midlife chapter of life. We are so in there, Missy. Yep. <laughs> Through her community, coaching, and fun experiences, she gives you the secrets on how to make this next chapter full of meaning, fulfillment, and fun. Jody gives you the permission to shift the focus that has been on everybody else, aka the kids, (laughs) back onto you. And she shares her best tips and strategies from her own daring journey and helps women release fear and limiting beliefs, preventing them from stepping into their purpose and living their most daring life now. Because, yeah, you don't need to wait until the kids are gone. I mean, really, the empty nest. And we're going to no. talk about that, too. But when not engaging and creating experiences for her community, Jody enjoys reading, tennis, wood-burning fires, and hanging out with her family. Welcome. Thank you, Missy. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm so excited to be here talking to you. We're gonna oh. have some, we are going to have fun. And we shared a little bit about your bio and where you came from and where you are now. But we're wondering if you could just get in there a bit more and tell our listeners about anything that has really changed or impacted you over the years to lead to this place where you're doing what you are now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much. So I actually started writing down like the steps that got me here because, you know, it's been a 10 year journey for me. And, you know, it, it's at 56, you can forget steps one and three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yes. uh, for me, I started, my whole career has been in sales, direct sales, m- marketing, advertising. I started my own print brokering business. And those who don't know that, it's really not that exciting. You know, I <laughs> and I have printers and I brokered the deal between them. Um, that, that was my, what I didn't know was that was my first entry into entrepreneurship. I don't know. I never even heard the word until I became a life coach. But um, it was about almost 12 years ago now where I found my, I had my, this business and it allowed me to be like in my kid's life, but still with my brain with adult conversation. And I found myself sitting in a really quiet space in this time and having my own business allowed me to uh, pick up a hobby that I didn't know I loved, which was tennis, which you read in my bio. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of the story because tennis became a huge part of my physical as well as my social community. I was captain mm-hmm. of teams. I loved it. So I found myself one day, it was like about 12 years ago, sitting in this quiet space with nothing but my own thoughts, which could be scary in itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um <laughs> And I remember sitting there, my daughter was a senior in high school, getting ready to graduate. Her name's Ellie, she's 27 now. And my son, Dan, who's 24 now, he was a freshman. And I was sitting there and I remember thinking, okay, so Ellie's leaving. I'm gonna have all this newfound space. Daniel, not only being my youngest, but my boy wants nothing to do with going shopping, getting manicures <laughs> with me. And if all I have left is this business of selling printing, is that enough? I remember thinking the question, and it was just like, hell no. I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, right? And yeah. I'm like, and in the same breath though, and I know a lot of your your audience, the, your listeners are going to agree with this. In the same moment, I thought, no, this isn't fulfilling enough. I felt really guilty. Like, who no. am I not to feel fulfilled? Like, I have a great husband, two amazing kids. I mean, I wish I could sit here and I, I'm happy I don't have this like really sad story to share with you. So in that moment, I'm like, well, why don't I feel fulfilled? And it was like, mm. All within like one minute, 60 seconds where I asked the question, a hell no, felt guilty, and then realized it had nothing to do with all that other stuff. Right. Wow. That <laughs> usually takes people about the 10 years. So <laughs> that was, it was a very quiet space and I had, you know, time to think about it leading up to it. But I realized that in that moment, the fulfillment was all about me. It wasn't about me as a wife. It wasn't about me as a mom. It wasn't about me as a daughter or a friend. It's about me. It was about Jody. And 
although selling printing and having my own business gave me the freedom to be mom and a business owner and bring in an income for my family, it was time to do something else that would bring a little bit more fun into my life than just selling yes. printing. I didn't know what it was. I, I had no idea other than there was this feeling inside of me, something bigger, something different. And I did feel like I had a voice that wanted to be heard out there, mm -hmm. but I didn't know. So I just, I just kind of let it land. And, you know, when you, it's easy to reflect back, asking a question, and I have a friend whose whole business is all about curiosity and question asking, but asking the question, going through all the feelings and the emotions around the answer of the question allowed me to be open-minded when opportunities came my way and they did. And a new business opportunity came my way, which introduced me to life coaching and what that was. And for those who do know me, know that school was not my thing. <laughs> and the thought of going and volunteering and signing up for like life coach school. More classes. <laughs> total daring. Like I knew there was going to have to be a test. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so sweaty. Can I, can I make a little cheat sheet? But anyway, so I introduced the coaching and I decided I wanted to do this. I wanted to go through the training to develop the skills, see what it was about. And during the time that I started to go through the coaching right before life hits, right? Life hits you hard. I had three family members in three years. In this whole time frame, becoming a life coach, changing my whole career, I had a lot of loss. Lost three family members in three years. Hmm. Uh, my kids went off to college. And I realized in that journey that I have always been all about moms. However mom looks like to you, however you feel like a mom, because you could be an aunt and feel like, and be a parent. So sure. wherever it feels like to you, it doesn't have to be mom in the traditional sense. But I've always been a mom about the mom because it is the only thing I've always said, Suzanne and, and Missy, that the only life event that can really take a confident decision-making woman and knock her on her, you know, <laughs> instead of becoming a mom. For I mean, sure. I mean, I never had more doubt in my life than mm -hmm. when I handed this little baby. And when they told me I had to get her dressed to go home, I'm like, how? Yeah. So I became a life coach and I decided in that room with the 10 other people that I went through this training with that I was going to support moms. And I knew it was going to be through community because everything in my life was community. Yeah. And I started a Facebook group and I heard a speaker local to Philadelphia talk about her year of daring. And in that room and in that moment, I was like, oh, we're going to be moms who dare. And my journey led me to become a certified coach to speak directly to and support emptiness midlife moms so that they could discover the opportunity and possibility that was beyond the loss and the sadness that they right. were experiencing. Because I was there living it. I was scared and having fun. And I was doing things out of my comfort zone and was so excited about it and scared, but it was exhilarating. And mm -hmm. my husband even noticed, he goes, oh my God, it's like you're like reborn again. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Having fun. I wanted other moms to feel that way. So that's how this whole moms who dare and and then speaking happened and who knew. And yeah, now here I am on your podcast. Oh, we're so glad. And we're going to talk a little bit about the daring as far yeah. as like some of those new activities and stuff. But I feel like we're learning more and more. And a lot of the coaches we talk to tell us this too, that one of the most daring things women do in midlife is try to build friendships. And your show is going to be airing right before National Friendship Day. So I think that perfectly ties in to this emphasis that you have on connecting with other women. And like I said, it's one of those things that is often easier said than done, For sure. especially because we kind of got used to over the years having the connection of our kids being yes. the thing that made our friends for us, for better or for worse. Um, so really curious about your approach to both the hows and the whys of connecting and making those friendships in midlife. Yeah, and, and you said it perfectly, Suzanne, because our kids, it, it, and it actually, when they go off to college, they're no longer the conduits, right? We're not mm -hmm. standing watching a soccer game from the sideline next to Missy Stevens, who, oh my God, we just hit it off, so we're going to be friends. Yep. Um, so it, it is a hard time. You know, everyone talks about the loss of your child from your life, but there is that, that loneliness and space. Right. Our, we have friendships over the years and they're there for reasons. Some are lifetime and some are not meant to be lifetime. And that's mm -hmm. hard. And when your kids do grow up 
and advance through middle school and high school and to college and out of college, some of these longtime friendships might not serve you anymore. And that's really hard for people to accept. I lost a longtime friendship and I just spoke to my husband about it. It was um, over 10 years ago. A lifetime friendship that was two years old came to an end. It was like a death. So yeah, it's, it's important that you don't do empty nest or you don't do midlife alone because mm-hmm. we are not meant to be alone. We thrive. And whether you are an introvert, an extrovert, whatever you call yourself, a group of friends can be two and a group of friends can be 20, mm-hmm. whatever you want it to be. So I always tell people that um, because it's the one time in our life that our kids are not out there introducing us to people by default, that it, yeah, you're going to have to figure out a way to put yourself out there, get a little uncomfortable, but you have to also release the belief. There's another belief before I tell you some tips. The other belief that a lot of women have is I have enough friends. I don't mm. need it. I don't need. So there's those that feel like, okay, I could use some new friends. And then there are those that really never think that they have room in their life for new friends. And what comes to mind is the kindergarten song, make new friends, but keep the old <laughs> or the other's gold. So, you know, I say for those of you that it's scary to go out there, how am I going to meet new people? Maybe you had a bad experience, the mean girl experience. Let me tell you, midlife, there are no mean girls. And if there are, yes, you're in the wrong group. Because in yeah. midlife, that's behind that. That's why I, I really, Moms Who Dare, my community itself, we say we are drama-free. There are no cool kids. There are no uncool kids. There's just moms navigating this new normal. So grab a friend. Grab somebody in your life, whether it's a sister, a cousin, a friend, and ask them to do something new or different with you. Ask them to go to a movie in the afternoon with you. Ask them to go to a meetup. There's so much today that we didn't have where you can meet new friends. Meetup is a huge one, meetup.com. If you haven't heard of it, there are meetups for any interest in hobby. There could be a knitting meetup, a running meetup, a book club meetup. There's meetups for single women, divorced women. There's meetup for anything that you have an interest in in life. Cooking class meetups, if you wanna learn how to cook. So that's a really great way because meetup allows you to Find like-minded people who are interested in your same interests. Also, if there isn't one out there that fits one of your interests, you, you can, can start, start it, right? a meetup, yes. yep. which can be also, that's kind of a more advanced step <laughs> as far as getting out there. But it is, but it is kind of a low risk way. It's, you don't have to go up to someone and be like, hey, will you come do this with me? It's just putting it out there in case someone is willing to be out there and receive it. So yeah, I do love that idea of the meetup. Yeah. Do you have stories? from your community, like of really successful, daring things women have done to make friends. Cause oh. I think you've touched on it a little bit like with meetup, but a lot of us are kind of cautious and you've already touched on the many reasons why we might be, maybe we've been burned. Maybe we just forgot how to do it. So if you have any success stories yes. along with tips of people who've really gone out there and made a new community or built a bigger community. I do. I have, I, I have two in particular. One that was the most powerful Still today, one of the most powerful moments for me as the, quote, leader of Mom Sudare, the, con- the convener of it all, it was at the very beginning, we had a small group of about 10 founding members of the group. And on my bucket list, I always wanted to go ziplining. But my first time ziplining was not going to happen in like Columbia or Jamaica, or it, it, there was just no way. Right. So we have, I live outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and there's a small zoo in a suburb outside of Philly called the Elmwood Park Zoo. It's a children's zoo. And I used to take my kids there when they were little. They have zip lining and a ropes course. So I'm like, well, I could do a children's zip lining, right? And- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you might I have to pull your it. knees up. <laughs> no. it, was, it was actually pretty good. It wasn't too high, but it was high enough. We didn't have to do that though, Suzanne. But the ropes course <laughs> got me a little bit stumped. Anyway, I think it was seven or eight of us went and it was, it was like, it, I can't, I'm, I try to articulate this. So we get there, we're all geared up and they gave us the whole spiel on how to be safe. And we climb up. The first group goes, zips across to the next line and is waiting there. One of the last girls to go is a woman named Kathy. And she always gives me permission to share the story. We didn't know. She didn't know. She was scared of heights. Uh-oh. She climbed up and had a total light freak out. So there we are. There's two other women behind her. She wasn't really the last one. And she was totally in fear. I mean, freaking out. Like, think of as a kid, a moment that you were so petrified that you didn't know if you were going to come back from it. 
And it was a moment where I, and I was almost all the way finished and I'm watching and we said, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. It's okay. You came here. This is okay. This is not, you know, you don't have to be like that strong girl. We're all here together and don't do it. And long story short, she let everybody go. And she said, I got to do this. I really want to do this. So oh. two of the women in front of her said, we will be here every step. We'll go first. We'll wait for you. We will wait for you. She got up. She did it. She screamed the whole way on the first line. <laughs> I wish I had a video camera. They caught her and they held each other and she, she breathed. <sighs> they breathed with her. Then they went to get. And I watched this whole event unfold with this woman who was so scared. And it came out of nowhere. She had no idea she would react that way. Watching these other grown women just be there for her. Mm. That's bonding and for life. Yes. And these women, Kathy came with her friend, Jane. They knew nobody else. They were all strangers. They left there. They are the core group of this, this community. They are so tight. They work with each other. They do business with each other. I know for a fact they get together outside of the group. And it's very fulfilling to see. And after every event, when it was all in person before, now we do virtual as well. But after every in-person event, the highlight for me was sitting back. We would go for coffee or go for lunch or go for dinner. After whatever it is we did, axe throwing, escape the room, whatever it was, and watching them connect, talking mm -hmm. about motherhood, sharing advice, sharing sad stories. Oh, I'm not the only one whose daughter said that to her. I'm not the only one whose son did this. And they do. They have deep-rooted friendships now. And, and, and I, I love it. I know one of them was a, is a realtor. She sold somebody her sold her house and found her her new house. It, it, it's been remarkable. It's oh, been I remarkable. love that. Missy, that makes me think we need to do like a monthly like mom dare like meetup yes. in Austin. Wouldn't that be yes. so fun? Yes. And then I would probably be the one that goes so screaming. There's so many things that point. we're interested in. Like we have a lot of interest and we're on that precipice of like we're going to have some time and Yes. And sometimes Something you do just out. need someone to tell you to do it. Yeah, we did the escape the room, for example. We have one location here. They're all over the country now, right? Escape oh, yeah. They have two of the identical rooms. So, you know, everything, you know, we're very competitive at the age of 50 something. We, <laughs> we had two groups, five in each room. And it was just like, okay, ladies, we're not losing. We're not <laughs> losing. But that was one story. The other brief story is Tammy, who is our resident travel expert. She's a travel consultant. She began as a social member in the group and upgraded to what's called a mentor member where she can share her business and her expertise. She started her own spinoff community for women who want to travel and might not have friends to do it with. And I know for a fact, at least one of our core moms who double dare, we call ourselves the double darers, the members. I love it. Um, she is, and in her group is the Wanderbugs. And she, Kathy's very active in the Wanderbug group. And so are some of my other moms. So we don't do something every month now. We do something in person every quarter because we shifted online. So now they, they form this subgroup that right. fills their zest for travel that they might not have a, a partner in life to travel with, but they have all these girlfriends to do it with now and they're all making friends. Oh, so I need to hook amazing. my mom up for that. I know she wants yeah. to do some more traveling and stuff. Oh, Kathy and, is wonderful. But, and it is scary to do things alone. It is. I was never somebody who loved to do anything alone. So if, if you can grab a fin, great. And if not, I could just say it is a dare. And, and maybe, you know, like for me, I can refer you. I can tell you if you're a traveler, I will connect you to Tammy. And have yeah. somebody connect you with somebody if you want to. Or go online and look and reach out to the... Anybody who's the organizer of a community, whether it's, you know, a meetup or whatever community, that organizer is going to be open and nurturing and caring. Yeah. Because open, nurturing and caring individuals start communities. Yeah. True. Definitely. Yeah. So true. Oh, my God. Well, I think, you know, one of the things, one of the many things that people like to make excuses, I can make up probably 10 excuses right now why yeah, I, I, why I couldn't out. go do a zip line. <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that a lot of that is this negative self-talk. Um, yeah. And we've talked about this before. And so I know one of the things that you help women through is working through, you know, shutting up that inner mean girl, <laughs> you know, or a nicer way to say that's just calming that inner self-talk. So how, what are some tips for if someone is like, yeah, I want to go throw some axes to start taking that next step? 
Let me just tell you about Axeline. I, I want to do it so bad. <laughs> you too. That'll be our first well, Austin dare. To do it with you because the first time I did, I'm like, Axeline, it was the most empowering feeling. That's I don't know what that says about me. The fact that I absolutely love and excited about throwing an axe at something, but oh, <laughs> I want to do it so bad. So, and here's what I did once for the self-talk. So you, if you have a fear or a negative thing, you tell yourself, because I know, I don't know any woman who hasn't looked in the mirror and either thought or said, oh, I'm fat. Oh, look at my thighs. Like, okay. No, no. I, I even found this this morning before we got jumped on. How you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. It's the same thing. How you talk to yourself is how the people in your life are going to start talking to themselves or talk to you as well. Because we're mm. moms and our kids here. But with the axe throwing, here's a tip if you go, get a three by five card, put the biggest negative thing you say or think about yourself on it. I promise you, you're going to hit the bullseye every time. <gasps> Love it. Everybody. But yeah, so self-talk was my do it today. Let's go to today. <laughs> Let's go. I'm very busy <laughs> today, Missy. <laughs> I want pictures. I want you to. <laughs> oh, we will. So self-talk was the first thing I learned about when I engaged with my first coach. She like stopped me in the first 10 minutes of our coaching call. And she's like, you know, Jody, I just have to point out that the words and phrases you're using are not really supporting you in any way. I was blown mm-hmm. away because I thought of myself as a pretty, I'm a positive, optimistic person. But, and I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but I can promise you it was probably things like, well, I think I could, or I'm not really that good at that, but I would. And so, yeah. you know, we're not aware of just how damaging what we think quietly at a, and what we say out loud can do to our self-esteem and our confidence and how we show up in the world. And I think the research showed, and this was in Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. Mm-hmm. I think the research showed that we have over 50,000 thoughts a day. And by the way, that's why we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was just thinking. I'm like, oh, oh my God, I'm exhausted. And, and out of those thoughts, I think the same research shows that up to about 80% of it could be negative. Oof. And then I think another like 30 or 40% is repetitive. Like the same thought. Of, yes. Imagine if, even if you never said, my thighs are fat, but you thought it over, over. Uh, I mean, how could you possibly like looking in the mirror? How could you possibly like putting a pair of shorts on? So, you know, my, I do have a resource, the self-talk cleanup. It was my most sought after talk. It still is. And, and it starts with a simple, yet powerful exercise of I am words and phrases. So affirmations. I'm sure you've talked about affirmations. Yes. But affirmations are just words or phrases that help get you in a more positive frame of mind and thinking. And the first step to cleaning up your self-talk is to becoming aware of what you're thinking and saying. So it's a practice. So practicing noticing and paying attention to what you say, what you think before you say it. And that's a practice. And keeping notes, like when you wake up in the morning, here's a good one. Everybody listening, tomorrow morning when you wake up and you look in the mirror, I want you to pay attention to the first thought you have when you look in the mirror. Okay. First thought. Mm, I'm kind of scared. Yep. Right. And write it down. When you pass the mirror, think about it. And then what I, then what my coach charged me with doing, and I'm looking to up on my right, my original, I'm even going to grab it. My original this is from over 11 years ago with my first coach. She said, I want you to take a moment. I want you to write down seven to 10 words that best describe your natural gifts and your passions. All about you. Mm. And then she wanted me to put I am in front of it. So for example, like I, I am passionate. I'm a take charge person. I am tough. I'm smart. I'm loyal. So start with seven to 10 words. If you can't come up with seven to 10 words, I have, I have a dare for you but you're going to come up with seven to 10 words that best describe you. And you're going to change it to I am. And you can Google this, but I am are two very powerful words. And there's a lot of research and science behind this. What you say after I am is what your subconscious will believe as the truth. You know, I love brain stuff. I call it brain stuff. I love that brain science. We have that power to make changes. We just have to, you know, the first thing I just thought is how many times a day we just say, I am so tired. Oh, right. 
Right? I am so hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's legit true. <laughs> no, but I gotta quit focusing on it. Like I can't change the dang weather. How about I am so busy? Yeah, um, I hate the busy word. It's my least favorite word. Oh, Somebody gave so me a substitute for that. They said instead of saying, "Oh my God, I'm so busy," I have such a full life. Mm. I mean, just mm. think about that. Say say the difference. Like I'm so tired, or oh. I had such a, a an amazing weekend and we were up late and it was so exciting. And I, I, I'm just going to rejuvenate myself from it. Instead of I'm so tired, I am so excited and I've used up all my energy on what mm -hmm. we did this weekend. I need to recharge. Just shift it around. Like I, you know, it, and it's a practice. So you want to take seven to 10 words and make them I am statements. And here's your dare, your first dare. Should you only be able to come up with three or four, that's fine. You're going to want to repeat them every day, twice a day, morning and night. And I'm telling you, I didn't make this up. I really didn't make this up. There's, you see, there's so much brain science behind all this. But I just share how it worked for me. And then you're going to call three or four people in your life, family, friends, coworker, whoever it might be. And you're going to tell them, because this is awkward asking, it's like, well, I'm fishing for compliments. So you're going to tell them right. your new coach, Jody Silverman, Gave you a dare and you have homework. And it's, could you please give me three to four, three words that you think best describe me? Not only will it give you the rest of your I am statements, it is the most powerful, can be life-changing exercise because how these people see you is how you're showing up. And how you're showing up, you don't give yourself enough credit for it. Trust wow. me. Yeah. I had one person send something back, brought me to tears. It had been a limiting belief of mine forever. Mm. And he just took it and knocked it out of my head. So, so powerful. Yeah. 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 I went scary. a little speechless when you said that because Did actually, you, I mean, I could feel my chest doing the tightening. Well, like, well, it's just very timely because Zoe has a college counselor that she's been working with and they're working on her, I guess, her essays and stuff right. and gave us the assignment a long time ago to do these five <laughs> words and i felt so much i mean i just finally finished it last night because we're meeting with the coach today and i was like well but just in case she asks about it i better have the assignment done but it's it, it's a lot of i don't think your friends are going to feel as much pressure on that but i do think it is so meaningful it can be meaningful to the person who receives it it also made me realize that there's a few words that I don't really know the meaning of. I was using them because you, you have to get really specific oh. with some of your words. Like what's the difference between thoughtful and caring and like all these different words, Ooh. because there's such a different nuance. And you would think as a writer that I would know the nuance for some of these. But I, I but again, when it's your daughter asking you for it, first of all, I'm you like, oh really my gosh, specific. this shouldn't be the first time that I'm telling her these things. So I felt very like bad mom-ish because I was like, oh shit, I haven't told her. And I mean, these are things that I think of every time I look at her, but I just felt so much pressure to like say it exactly. And just trying to find the perfect word for yes. just how like thoughtful and sweet and generous and everything that she is. So it's, yeah, it's, it was really meaningful for me to do it. So I do yeah. think it is as a receiver of that request. Um, it's a it's a nice exercise to do, and I don't think it'll take as much time. Like if Missy asked me to do it, I could probably knock her out a text today. <laughs> but it's harder uh, as a mom. But as a mom, it's a hard exercise. Yes, and <laughs> once again, as moms, we feel so much weight and pressure and doubt. And yes, you put all that on yourself as you're trying to find the right words. But I do think as we're talking about becoming empty nesters, if you are realizing you have someone going off to college that you've never said the five main things you think about them, mm. maybe this is a fun exercise to do, even if they don't ask you for it. Mm. Uh, it might help their own self-talk. I maybe. might write it down and just quietly slip it to each kid because my boys squirm when I say nice things about them. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. I just was, I sent her like the Google Doc. I was like, here you go. That's how <laughs> I get I, one of mine to go to bed when he's doing this at night and I'm ready. I just start <laughs> saying lovely things about him. He's like, night, see you later, my mom. <laughs> yeah. That's such it's so different daughters and sons. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh Wait, my you know God. what? It's, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. They, they, I don't know. They, they might hide him in a drawer. But it's kind yeah. of cool. And I, my mom did this, had my friends do this for me. I think it was for my 40th birthday. Yeah, it's getting very long, the past. 
But she had, <laughs> all my friends took a rock and wrote one word on the rock for me. Oh, what a cute I idea. Have, well, it's a great idea. And totally all those rocks. Well, she said, and look, I wanted to look behind me because I had something else. Said, my mom does all these cool things. My mom tells me all the time. So, and just so you know, we do put pressure on ourselves as mom. But if my mom told me I was thoughtful at any age, it wouldn't matter what she meant. It would mean everything to me, just however I translated that. So mm -hmm. I'm sure whatever words you came up with for your daughter, Suzanne, are going to be very meaningful to her, for her. Okay. But yeah, rocks are good. And yeah, I mean. What a cute idea. It's a cute so, Yeah, idea. so definitely write your own words. And I think that's another thing, right? Like we don't tell ourselves what how we like ourselves. I mean, I don't know. Midlife is an empowering time of our lives. It's a time where we get to stand up, look in the mirror and say, damn, I'm good. Like, <laughs> what? We are I'm still here and I have something to offer. Yeah. I think that, so say we get this negative self-talk out of the way and I may just be speaking for myself, but then I feel this massive amount of pressure that I have to find my purpose for the next however many years. The kids are gone. I have this time. I, I know I have value. What is my purpose? And we only have a few minutes. I'm watching the clock. So we may not be able to get all into it, but you maybe have some tips to point us in the right direction to start. Yeah. And I, I think it goes back to when I told you like I asked that question in that quiet space. And, and when I got my hell no, I really didn't know what it was about. <laughs> Don't have to know. You like don't that. have to know what your purpose is. You just have to move, which mm. is daring, is daring. So you can, one way to do it, that's a whole other talk is go through, you know, tap back into what matters most to you. Like your core value, you hear people talk about your core values. Mm -hmm. What matters mm -hmm. to you most? And you can Google core, list of core values and you can go through that list, check off all the ones that matter to you. Then now I'm down to five and then put them in the order and something will happen during that process to create clarity around something that you like. Another great resource is, um, have you ever heard about the love languages, five love languages? Yes. Yeah. Take the love language quiz, find out what your love language is. Like you could, your love hmm. language, if it's acts of service, volunteerism, there you go. So right. those are a couple of things, but if you really are stuck at the reason daring became, and I learned daring, the word came to me when I heard a speaker speak about her year of doing something new every day for a year. So it's about stepping out and trying new things. And it doesn't have to be huge, big things. Start small. We, we are very routine when we have our kids at home. And we make sure we're home at a certain time and dinner and basketball practice and volleyball practice. And, and we're running and doing. When the kids leave, you have all this space. Shake up your routine. So one, one thing that helped me was I switched up my routine. Even when my daughter left and my son was still at home, we changed our dinner routine to fit our mm. relationship better. So maybe don't worry about being home at three o'clock in the afternoon anymore. While everyone's racing home after dinner, go run your errands, go for a walk, read a book. So you do something different than your normal routine because you can mm -hmm. and shake it up a little bit and try small things. Getting out of our headspace when we're stuck in, oh, what's my purpose? I wanna feel fulfilled. What's my purpose? I don't know what to do. That's your all in your head. You wanna drop right. from up here and you wanna drop back down in your heart. So you know what? Spend a day giving out random compliments to strangers. Spend I a day, that. this is all, and these are things that Luann Kahn in her book, I Dare Me, that's, that's the, that's it. Um, oh, speaker. what a great book. I know. I love it. Oh, I she's wonderful. Luann Kahn's an eight-time Emmy award-winning journalist from Philadelphia, and she's now my friend. Spend a day letting people in front of you, everywhere you go, in the car, wave them up, in line at the checkout. Talk to random strangers for no reason. Just say, hi, smile, make, smile. Uh, what, what are some other things that I've done? Oh, how many times do you drive by a playground? Pull your car over, get out, sit on a swing. You can try the sliding board. It was a little snug for me. <laughs> you yeah. The so last time I sat in a swing, I was like, wow, ooh, these fit better than <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> I was just playing the playground. You know, I mean, sitting there watching the kids could be a little creepy. Maybe you haven't been on a bicycle. These are all little, take a cooking class, research yeah. class that you've always wanted to think 
think back to before you were a mom, before you were even somebody's partner in life, what were things you liked to do? So, I mean, and, and that's, you know, that's, it leads you to your purpose. Cause when you, when you do things that make you just not think, just do, yes. just be opportunity. People do present themselves in ways I that you really never, love that. Never would I have thought I'd be a life coach. Never would I have thought I'd be interviewed on podcasts ever. I didn't have a dream of being a speaker. Never would I have thought. And all this came just by stepping out of my comfort zone, trying new things. And yes, saying yes, even when I was scared. Mm. Oh. Sitting in our rooms going, think, 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 what's my purpose is not really ever going to be fruitful. No. no. Yeah. Especially because I think one of the best things you can learn is something that wasn't for you as well. If you try something True. and be like, oh, that didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah, it might just have been a one-off experience or it might just, you know, listen to your gut and say, yeah, okay, well, let's try something else. And, yeah, absolutely. Say yes to go to a conference, a women's conference, even if you're not in business. That's where I heard Luann Khan speak. And in that moment, it was like, boom, I'm a mom who dares. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I went home and created a Facebook group called Moms Who Dare and I wrote her a letter. Love it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes just don't even stop to take. Yeah. You, you didn't take the time to think about it and talk yourself out of it. Just just, just move. It. Just move. That's my special gift is talking myself just out of things. Moving. Yeah. Moving. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. OK, well, we got to keep moving here, too, so we can do the look, listen, learns. But I want to make yes. sure that we let our listeners know the best place to find you and any of your upcoming events and seminars. Yeah. So, I mean, the best place for anybody is our Facebook group, Moms Who Dare. And I have, and on my website, jodysilverman.com, because I have a lot of free resources there, the self-talk cleanup resources there. So, you know, you can grab that. There's also an event calendar for any events that we have coming up. Oh, um, and there's also the getting ready to send the kids off to college thing that I'm, I'm saving, uh, I'm saving that. <laughs> then I'll <laughs> yeah, a whole conversation on how to stay connected with your adult children. That's a big one for a lot of us in midlife, right? Yeah. Yes. But, um, yeah, start, start with yourself. Talk, start with you. You've done so much for everybody else up until now. I know we all have some start with you. Give yourself the gift of positive self-talk. Go out and play a little bit. Try new things. You know, find community. And um, yeah, so find me on Facebook at Moms Who Dare. I would love to connect. I'm going Wonderful. to join today. I can't believe I haven't already done it. I know. What are you waiting for? Yeah, Lots of events. Just the move, Missy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dare. You know what I'm doing. I'm like, got my little list and I have to do this before this. <laughs> Okay. Well, then I think we are ready for our look, listen, learn. So anybody who is joining us on the podcast for the first time, welcome. We are so glad you're here. And look, listen, learn are just a few minutes at the end of each show where we talk about things that we are watching, reading, or listening to, or learning about that maybe you want to incorporate into your to-do list to try new things in the weeks and months ahead. So we never like to put our guest in the hot seat first. So Missy, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. All right. All the seats are hot. Have I complained about the heat enough <laughs> this episode? <laughs> Don't say so I am hot. It. You can say Texas is hot. <laughs> Texas is hot. Texas is hot. So my look, my read, I don't know. What's my look? My listen, my learn. <gasps> KJ! Is In Her Boots by KJ Dallantonia. So good. I have not finished it yet, but it is great, great. So highly recommend this for your summer or any time reading. Um, I'm enjoying it. In fact, I... I'm having trouble doing other things I need to do because I just want to read. Oh, I'm so sad. I missed her when she was yes, here. I, I was in too. I was in Belize. And so yeah. hi Kate. I was at swim meets. Are we shocked? <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so excited to read that book. I'm I've got two more lined up and then I'm that one is next. I'm so excited. Yeah, I actually knocked a couple things out and it's like I'm just I'm going for it. I know. Um, because it's great, really good. And then I've been watching uh, this weekend. I had a quite a bit of downtime. Just I did not have COVID, although I was sure that's what I had tested a few times. I just had a cold, I guess. So some of my things I had planned to do, I ended up not doing because people are afraid that even if you say you don't have COVID that you do, which I understand. I yes. fully understand. So I just stayed home. Yeah. I would I did not, not let want you to be patient zero. No, absolutely not. I mean, we had, we had some guests coming that we said, let's do it another weekend because we don't need to risk it. Even if all the tests I PCR and everything. Um, so who knows, but tons of congestion. I still kind of have some, if I sound funky, but the Popcast with Knox and Jamie is a podcast I like to listen to. And they've been doing deep dives on pilots tv pilots and they did a deep dive on the er pilot 
And I thought, gosh, I have not revisited ER since I was in college. That used to be our Thursday nights. We'd watch oh, yes. Thursday night lineup, finish with ER, and then we would leave and go out because <laughs> we were young and stupid. So I hadn't seen it. I really don't think I'd seen an episode since it, I probably watched off and on until it went off the air, but yeah, um, hadn't seen it in forever. So I went back this weekend and watched the pilot of ER and several other episodes and it kind of holds up. I bet it's it does. To watch. Is that yeah. George Clooney in there? Yes. Baby George Clooney. Oh, <laughs> he's so dreamy. <laughs> They're all so cute and young. And I was like transported to this college. My younger self, you know, let, like helped me reflect a lot because I hadn't been in that thought space in a long time. Yes. Thought about people that I missed from that time. So tons of fun. I go watch it and um, just check it out again. That uh, can be really like learning. a time machine. You can be like, it's I like remember I remember that place we went to after this episode. Yes. I was like transported to my apartment, you know, like just there sitting on my futon with my roommate and our crazy cat named Phoebe <laughs> watching George. Um, oh my gosh. How fun. So, yeah. So I highly recommend it. It's really fun. Sometimes you watch things you watched back in the day and you're like, ooh, ooh, no, no, no. Yes. You watch that again. But this one <laughs> sort of holds up and. Sadly, a lot of the issues they're confronting and dealing with, we're still dealing with. So that's kind of sad. Oh my gosh. But, um, and really Friday Night anything. Lights. Yeah, same with Friday Night Lights. It's the same issues. That yeah. I'm like, like, wait a minute. We're still talking about this? We're oh still gosh. dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I watched some Designing Women not long ago because something popped up on social media. It reminded me and I loved Designing Women. And I mean, gun control, racism, all the things that Julia Sugarbaker is on talking about and fighting for. I'm like, damn it. We're still here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, August and then you go do that and you're like, we're here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah, arc is long. The arc is long. The arc yeah. is really long. It's so. too long. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. Cause as I've mentioned a few times, it's too hot for learning. I'm not hugging. I'm not learning. I'm having a Seinfeld week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, Jody. Hopefully the temperature is allowing you to learn or look or listen. Yes, it's not as hot in Philly as it is in Texas. <laughs> I have so, I have a lot of friends Lucky. in Dallas, Fort Worth area, so I know they're hot. So I'm watching. I am a summer AGT addict. America's Got Talent. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm like all about dreams coming true and watching <sighs> people. And so, like, I can't wait for summertime. But all the other shows are on hold until September 9th. AGT. So. I sit there and I watch it all the time. So and cry. I, we always cry. Oh, yes, right. And then um, I'm not listening to anything. I'm reading. I do more reading in the summer right now. Yeah. Uh, so I just finished reading, and we actually have uh, our member book club discussion because we have a book club, A Year by the Sea by Joan Anderson. Oh. And it and it is about a midlife woman who, it. it I'm not going to spoiler alert, but her husband gets a job somewhere else. She doesn't want to go. So she goes to their Cape Cod house. They're separated for a year. There's a couple of visits, but it's it's a really great read. It's it's well written, but it's fast. I think every woman, no matter where you are in relationship, good, bad, and different, could relate to something about Joan's story. Oh, sure. So I'd love this. And then I just started reading, because that I finished. I just started reading Hidden Blessings, Midlife Crisis is a Spiritual Awakening. <laughs> There you go. I, I love it. Might not sound like easy summary, but actually, it's really I, I'm really enjoying it. I got very spiritual during my midlife. I'm I'm enhancing my practices, but this is really oh, I get this. Talks about all the stages of midlife. Good yeah. find your purpose from this book. And um, as far as learning, I big big daring news for me. Not only was I did I become a certified life coach in 2015, I just got my happy for no reason. Sir, I'm a happy for no reason certified trainer. Oh my gosh, I've never I've heard, never of, that. heard of it. Yeah, oh, what is happy for no reason? Happy for no reason, which the title alone just grabbed me because I am. Yeah. I, I That's another conversation for another story. I would love to come back and talk about that. It's about being happy regardless of circumstances. And God knows there's a lot of circumstances out there today. There's a lot of uncertainty out in the world, but happy for no reason, a lot of research-based stuff, Missy, you would like about how we all have this happiness set point. And I loved it so much that I wanted to add it to my coaching programs. So I became a certified trainer. And I literally, on Friday, got my certification. I passed another test. 
Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was my learning. I'm finished learning. I'm taking the rest of the summer off. I'm, I'm resting my brain. Yes. I don't know. It sounds like all those books you were reading or anything that you're looking <laughs> well, you at sounds what? like it's a learn. It, it won the year by the sea was enjoyable. It yeah. was enjoyable. This, this I'm is going to pick that up. Cape Cod is one of my favorite settings for a book. Never been. It's on my list. So I have to go. Oh, yes. that sounds amazing. Yes. I've only been once and I would like to live there. I know. I just need a spare house, apparently, so I can write a book yes, about how I go stay there. <laughs> yes. That's my problem, too, Suzanne. The house. I'm, I'm lacking in extra homes. Oh, dang. Yeah, we got rid of our Seattle house. So <laughs> plus I would have had to stay with our renters. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh my goodness let's see okay so what am i looking listening learning um oh my gosh just because i'm always you know really on the cutting edge of the pop culture i'm listening to where the crawdads sing i mean how long's that book been out but <laughs> finally really not that long i mean not er long you're just a few years that's true long. it's it is less yeah. long than me just finally finishing friday night lights so yeah reading well i'm listening to that um and I know, Missy, you were not the biggest fan, but I am loving I don't know it. Why. I wonder if I should have listened to it. I don't know why. I've read it and I felt broken because everyone loved it and was it. raving about it. And I was like, well, but. you know what? I'm kind of wishing I had. Well, we'll see. I am listening to it and I listen to enough books that I have like, I'm almost like fangirling over some of the yes the talent that does the reading mm -hmm. and this one and she's a, a really amazing narrator but her accent for the characters is a little and maybe i mean she is a swamp girl so maybe it is supposed to be that <laughs> hardcore but to the point where it's so stereotypical like sounding ignorant right. versus just someone having the natural accent of the space mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. I, it sounds a little too cliche or i just listened to something this weekend about how the trick of doing an accent is to just not do it all the time like it someone's uh, drawl comes and goes it doesn't right. you know, it's not hitting every consonant and every vowel <laughs> and so right. i part of me is like i just expect this girl to just be bumping into things she's so dumb <laughs> like, <laughs> And she's not. And she's not. She's super smart. <laughs> and the movie's coming out. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to finish that before I see the movie, which, yeah. oh, speaking of finishing things before I read the movie, I talked about Holes a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And Did you watch the movie? We finished it and we're halfway through the movie. Uh, finished the book because my son told me we could not watch the movie until I finished the book. Um, Good rule. And I do. I highly recommend it. We had talked about this before when I was trying to, I was like Googling, what do 12 to 13 year old boys read trying to find anything to get him back into reading and holes was at the top of all these lists and it's not a new book or anything and you know what the problem was i had always got it mixed up with tremors so until oh. literally until the last page of the book i was like where are the big worm things <laughs> like I don't know why in my head I'd gotten it mixed up with Spoiler, the Kevin no Bacon, like 80s movie Tremors. That's so funny. And I don't know. And my husband had two. So we were watching the movie. He's like, oh, is this the one with Kevin Bacon in it? I was like, that's what I thought too. <laughs> but no. Uh, so holes, no, no worms, no Kevin Bacon. <laughs> but there's also holes. Yeah, there's also holes that things are in. Um, but yeah, really, really good. Disney, is a, they turn it into a Disney movie. And so it's a little... Yeah. I don't know. It's a little mm -hmm. bad news bearsy sometimes, but it's still uh, it's so fun. We're finishing the second half of it tonight. Um, so I've been looking at that. I've been looking at the movie Holes, and then also looking at lots of virtual college tours. Kind of in a panic about everybody keeps on saying, "Oh, you need to do early decision. You need to do early decision because things are so tough getting into these schools." Yeah. And I'm like, well, then you need to go to every school visit. You by October possibly. 1st, <laughs> like this isn't physically possible. And so doing as much as we can from virtual tours, but I'm like, can we get to Chicago and to Boston and to Syracuse like in the next three weeks? Mm -hmm. I don't think we can. So yeah, and I'm also learning that I'm done with virtual college tours. <laughs> so I'm kind of done too. So, uh, but working on that. So that's first step towards empty nesting, I know, is getting this college thing figured out. If that's the way your kid decides to go and 
I think my son is going to be so lucky. We've going to have all this stuff worked out by the time it's his We turn. keep trying to tell my younger one that. I'm like, this is a bonus. And he's oh like, my... do I have to go? Oh, <laughs> yep, my god, You have to go. Yeah. It's kind of like having the second, how you treat the second kid. I mean, I think that's how the college approaches could be. It's like, okay, now I know what a college tour is. Now I know what all these things are. Now I know what early decisions are. Like, it's been mm -hmm. such, this learning curve has just been like, whoop, straight up. So, yeah, we could do a, a, a what's the, what's the, the group that I like so much, Grown and Flown. Grown and Flown. Yeah. So um, since I am far from an expert on this, I have been getting a lot of information from Grown and Flown. So I highly recommend people go check out their group for dealing with your college -y stuff too. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, oh, yeah, that so you? that's all. Let them look, all? listen, oh, learning right. this week. Oh, thank you so much for being here. This was super fun. Oh, I loved it. Thank you for having me. And yeah, you'll get through the whole college it is a grown and float is an amazing resource. Yes. They amazing. have these they have these little college spin-off groups. Yep. So I'm I'm in the grown and flown for visual arts students. So it's very, very niche for some of those and, college groups. Yeah. I'll send you my tips for move-in day. Oh, oh, oh Lord. Yes. I have nine tips for making move-in days smooth and less stressful for all. Okay. Well, we've got one year, but I probably should start reading it now. <laughs> I, know, I have two years, but I think about it all the time. Like, oh my God. But no, thank you for having me. Oh, so, thank yeah. you. I feel so motivated. I've got a bunch of stuff that I'm going to do like today. Just, just start yes. moving. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Both. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group all of our socials and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.